This fall, you've got your priorities in order. Pumpkin spice everything and watching all the football that your heart desires. No, just me. The one thing that just so happened to slip your mind, build your website, which is kind of problematic because you know that a website is the secret sauce that's missing from your online presence. It's how your future clients will find you, whether from a referral or Google search. It's the best way for someone to vibe check you without you having to feel like you're an influencer. It's the key to sharing more about your specialty or focus area. And it's the one-stop shop for someone to learn more about your story and your values. All this to say, if your website is kind of meh or doesn't exist at all, you're leaving a lot of unknowns on the table. Not the best idea, considering it's a pretty important marketing tool. But there is some good news. You don't have to learn how to code or spend hours hunched over your coffee table trying to teach yourself how to build a website. Why not have me build it instead? I only have three spots left to work together this fall, and one of them is calling your name. Head on over to morgansinclairdesigns.com to book your discovery call. This is a surefire way to step into 2024 with a solid online presence without having to lift a finger or move a mouse. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians to building a cohesive brand to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it, talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business, the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we're on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. I am feeling so much better compared to last week's episode. Lots more energy today. Not feeling bogged down from travel. It's a good day. Today, we're going to be chatting about little nuggets of wisdom that we have received over the years in our businesses. Well, mine are pretty much all for my business coaching session yesterday, but are still very important. (laughs) So before we dive into today's episode, we're going to do a little check-in with Hannah. We're going to bring back the report from a couple weeks ago. Hi, Hannah. Hi. Report time. I'm ready. Report time. Just, you want to give everyone a little recap on what report is? Yes. Report is what we're reading, what we're eating, what we're playing, what we're obsessing, what we're recommending, and what we're talking shop about. I love it. What's your report of the week? Amazing. So... My R, what I'm reading is Untamed for the 100th time. It's my comfy, cozy read when I don't feel like starting a new book, but I just want to have a little something to read before bed that makes me feel good. I love that book. I think Glennon Doyle is an amazing writer. She's great. Love that whole family over there. Love the We Can Do Hard Things podcast. All of it's good. I'm eating all the Costco snacks in my office. We just put in a Costco order. Shout out to Caitlin. Thank you. And we have like the best snacks. And so I've been coming into the office this week often. And I'm like, oh, perfect. Yummy snacks. My P, what I'm playing, I am playing in the mountains this weekend. And I can't wait. It is Thursday when we're recording. I am going on a retreat this evening into Sunday. And I'm going up to Steamboat my second time to steamboat and I'm really looking forward to it and I can't wait to play in the mountains and relax and like connect with people that I don't know it's going to be a cool experience 
I'm obsessing with Spanish. Estoy entendiendo Spanish, Espanol, todos los días. Uh, and Con el tío de tu novio? Sí, mi, mi novio's tío y with whoever I can. <laughs> Obviously, I love Spanglish. Um, Lots of Spanglish. Yes, for those of you who are learning Spanish or don't know Spanish, I'm trying to speak, listen to, write in Spanish every day, even if it's just for 15 minutes to get ready for going to Mexico for two months. And so I'm saying I'm obsessed with it because it's always in the back of my mind of like, when can I use this tool? And so I'm obsessed. I love Spanish, even though Whenever, it's hard. It's, it is hard. Whenever I'm just like by myself a lot and my brain's just like wandering. Do you, well, first of all, do you have an internal dialogue? Oh, like, do you, do you like talk through things in your head, but not out loud? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay, I do too. Apparently not everyone does. What? I know. But anyway, so I have my internal dialogue that is like on all the time, 24-7, whenever I'm doing things. And whenever I'm by myself, especially when I'm driving, especially right after like doing my Duolingo lesson, I will like be thinking about something in English and then I'll be like, huh, I wonder how I say that in Spanish. Like constantly. That's like always, always in my brain. It's like thinking of it in English. Like, okay, how would I say that in Spanish? I love that. It's like you're learning as you're just existing. Yeah. It's quite so fun. Good. I do that a little bit, but now I want to do it more. I probably have a little bit more alone time than you do though. So <laughs> uh, I really could use some alone time. Um, my R, which is I'm recommending time blocking your schedule. I have finalized my schedule for Q4 and it looks so fucking hot. I so excited. <laughs> and it's just, I'm going to have Mondays, no meetings. And all my other days, I don't start meetings until 10 earliest. And I just have a lot of behind the scenes time, which is what I was really wanting. And I want to like lean into content creation and just have space. So I'm very happy, very happy. And then my T is talking shop. So I'm just giving a general reminder. If you haven't asked for insurance fee increases and you're an insurance private practice slash group practice, you should probably do that. Write a letter and just ask for more money because that shit's important if you want to keep making more money and you're an insurance provider. We got a letter that we might be getting a fee increase in October, which is great because we asked for one in July and this company said no. And we were like, what the fuck? Cool, whatever. And then now they might be doing it. So just a reminder to ask. You will definitely have probably a no if you don't ask. That's my talking shop for you. You're for sure going to have a no if you don't ask. You got to ask. Yes. You know the kindergarten poster with the basketball hoop you miss 100 of the shots you don't take <laughs> i love that poster what's your report so good my report so i am currently reading slash listening to how not to drown in a glass of water which is a uh, it's so interesting i didn't know what to expect and i'm so thankful i'm doing audio book instead of reading it because it is basically about this immigrant who lives in new york and she is from the Dominican Republic, moved to New York for the American dream, has worked in a little lamp factory pretty much her whole life since or her whole adult life. And then the lamp factory decided to move their location to Costa Rica for cheaper labor. And she's like, this defeats the purpose because I came here for the American dream. And it's a series of 15 
counseling sessions that she has with a career counselor on like what to do next. That's awesome. And like over the course of the 15 sessions, you get like her whole life story. It's really cute. I really am liking it so far. That is a cool setup of a book. And uh, now, now I want to read it. I'm like, should I read that right now? It's a great listen if you need something to listen to driving out to Steamboat Springs. Noted. All right. I am eating. Well, I haven't eaten this yet, but I'm going to eat this this weekend. It's called Gooey Duck. Is that the snail? It's the largest clam. And Uh it's apparently like a delicacy. You're going to hate You hate things that are like weird. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to see how it goes. I do like clams. I like eating clams. So I'm thinking, I mean, it looks nothing like a clam. You should Google a picture of it. Really oh, quick. I know exactly what it looks like. Everybody should Google a picture and don't tell us what we look, what it looks like. Cause we already know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That actually does look really gross. <laughs> looking at it again. Anyway, me and my friend Hannah are in Seattle, which I'll get to in a little bit, but we're not in Seattle. Hannah, unfortunately, not you, Hannah, the other Hannah in my life. And uh, we are going to hang out with one of her childhood friend's older brothers who lives in Seattle and his friend on Saturday. And they went, they're like super into like fishing hunting. And so they caught these gooey ducks that they're going to cook for us. They've been waiting for us to get to Seattle so we can make the gooey duck together. Can't wait to hear about your gooey duck experience. Yeah, I'll bring in I'll bring in some intel next week. So I'm very excited to try that. We're also just going to make sure there is like plenty of wine and plenty of sides. So I like can make sure <laughs> everything that I need um, in a meal. <laughs> Playing, I am in Seattle for 12 days. Uh, if you listen to last week's episode, you know I was groggy because I literally just landed in Seattle. I am very happy to report that things are going swimmingly. It has been so fun being here. It's just like, I feel like I get to play pretend and it's just like a blast. Like I'm living in my cousin's house. They live walking distance to the beach. I am like going and doing all these cool, fun things, meeting fun, new people. Like I just, I just feel like I'm like getting to live this like whole other life, but it's my life. So it's a lot of fun. Um, arriving highlights of the playing would be getting to go to my childhood friend's wedding with another one of my childhood friends who flew in from California. That was awesome. And then we went to the baseball game last night because the Houston Astros happened to be playing in Seattle. And so we got to go to the game and the Astros won and it was lovely. And then we went out afterwards and it was just like a very unexpected Wednesday. I am obsessing over something work-related, very particular to me. I have four clients that I've worked with in the past to do their branding and web design. Now coming back, needing some like website refreshes, just adding new services, wanting to expand on some things, wanting to remove some things. One of the most important parts about a website is making sure that it is strategic in a way that is in alignment with what your priority and goals are. And so it's so fun to get to work with past clients that are now just needing like these like little tweaks, but like we already have all their branding down, like all the hard work is done. So it's just getting to like go in and like play. To tweak I am them. one of those people. You are one of those people. It's very fun. I am recommending, I am just like, I have so much energy today. I am recommending being a yes girl or a yes human. We'll say I'm a yes girl, but 
you can be a yes human where it is just, I know this is me, like my travel journey talking, but I've just been reflecting a lot on like when you go do new things, like having a like rigid plan and structure versus kind of seeing where the wind takes you. And the latter is how I prefer to travel because you just never know who you're going to meet. You never know what experiences can come up. And I feel like when you're too over-controlled and have too much planned out, it removes the opportunity for spontaneity. Don't call me out. And it removes... It removes the opportunity for you to be a yes person. And then talking shop, I had therapy and business coaching yesterday, and we had accountability club group business coaching. So there's like a lot happening in my brain with all of that. But talking shop, this was a common theme kind of across all three of those meetings, groups, calls, whatever you want to call it. I am raising my prices and I, uh, feel good about it. Basically what it came down to was like, if I was working for a corporation and like, didn't have a raise in three years, two years, I haven't raised my prices in two years. If I didn't have a raise in two years, even just for inflation, I'd be like, what the fuck? Why am I still working here? So like, why am I doing that to myself right now? When like, Mm -hmm. I just have to be in control of giving myself a raise. Yep. You have to make the decision, CEO. CEO. So anyway, and then I'm starting to offer monthly maintenance packages. This is just like a new offering that I wanted to play with to provide some additional support. I think because I've had so many clients, past clients come and they just, they're just like wanting little refreshes and tweaks. I'm like, okay, instead of like doing this, like all at once, why don't we just like continue to check in and do things monthly over just to like keep up with it. And also like I've been designing websites for five years now, and I know way more now than I did when I first started. So it makes sense that like I would also need to go into the back end of their site and just like make some adjustments based on what I've learned. And that's my report. Great report. You ready to dive in? Let's do it. So we're we're having a fun keeping it light episode today, and we were inspired. I am vicariously inspired from Morgan's business coaching session that she received from her business coach this week. We were talking off mic about just some, some words of wisdom, some nuggets, some good stuff. And I was like, oh, we should record a podcast episode on our top business wisdom nuggets that we can share right now. Because what I love about nuggets of wisdom is people's brains and how somebody can say one thing, one like hot take one single liner and blow your fucking mind and change your whole perspective. And I just think that's so powerful and cool. And so we want to give you an opportunity, not saying that we're going to completely blow your mind today, but we want to share some nuggets of wisdom that have really landed with us and made us think about things. Yes. I uh, was just so fired up about my business coaching session yesterday TLDR, I hired a business coach in August. This was our sixth session together. And I feel like she has a lot of, like, I don't want to call them one-liners, but like insight that happened to be like a really good, like, put it on a mug type, (laughs) (laughs) put it on a bumper sticker. Like, but they're just, they're so helpful. And so I literally pulled four 
just from my conversation with my business coach yesterday. So I haven't really been sitting on these for a long time, but they have helped me immensely as I'm in this, like, been in entrepreneurship three years, really making some big pivots. That These have just been really helpful reminders that I haven't stopped thinking about since yesterday. I love it. You want to kick us off? I'll kick us off. Okay. I am giving a disclaimer. If, if you're my business coaching client, you've probably heard me say these things to you a bunch and you're going to roll your eyes and be like, it's true. So I just want to put that out there. If you work with me, you've definitely heard me say these things. So the first one is in regards to group practice and hiring actually any position that you could be in where you're hiring, whether you're hiring an admin assistant, an intern, a clinician to work at your practice, hire slow, fire fast. It is so freaking important that who you bring on your team is very intentional and really thought through. And like, yes, you're going to take a risk bringing anybody on and also trust your gut. If there's shit going down, fire fast. That's it. It's simple. Hire slow, fire fast. Probably easier said than done. But great. Oh, God. It's so hard to let go of people. So hard to let go of people. Yeah. Conflict, man. My first one goes out to all of us who who are running our businesses solo and don't necessarily have a in-house team. And it is, you are employee of the month every month. (laughs) my business coach told me this yesterday and I was like oh my god you're right like pat on my back I'm gonna go out and celebrate myself every month give myself a little trophy who do you think is the employee of the month at weight inclusive animators (laughs) we're not a solo practice we don't get to do that we can alternate okay okay you can even months you take the odd months perfect (laughs) yeah and so it was just like a really fun little like cheeky reminder to like big yourself up and celebrate yourself because like you running a business and being the person that is solely in charge of everything means that you 100% deserve to celebrate you being employee of the month every month. I love that. That's so cute. Okay. Number two for me. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Oh, I love this one. So many people want to override their guts. And there's, like I said, a risk with any decision you make in business. But if you're having like an inner stirring that something's not right, you're probably right. And so whether it's bringing on somebody or making a big decision or deciding to take insurance or whatever, it has to be a hell yes. Because when you say hell yes, you are fully committing both feet in. And that is the kind of decision making you need to make in your business. So if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. The first time I ever heard that phrase was, uh, or some version of that phrase was watching the blind side. And Leanne Tui, where she was like, if you don't like it in the store, you're definitely not going to like it at home, which is basically like the, if it's not a, I use this, I use this phrase a lot when I go shopping of like, if it's not a hell yes, then I'm not going to buy it. Oh, I did the same thing, but I've never, I love that. I love that that came from a movie. Yeah. Okay. My second one is a CEO's job is to get the emotion out before you make the decision. This is one that is in progress. I have a hard time. I like jokingly say like, yeah, I'm like the CEO of a couple companies, like jokingly. And like, I, in reality, like technically I am, but I uh, feel like I allow emotion to get so caught up in some business decisions. And so uh, 
hearing uh, this of like, it is normal to have the emotion when you're making the decision. And as the CEO, you have to process through that emotion first before you actually make the decision. And my business coach recommended that I write a like angry, no send letter, or maybe not angry, but like emotional, like a, a letter that I will never be sent. Write that out first so I can get my emotion out and then write the actual important information with neutrality about the decision. Mm, I really like that because it's at a, a low level, it's instead of reacting, we're responding because we've mm-hmm. given space. Right. And I think about that too, of like, I would recommend that to clients all the time. If they were like pissed about something or pissed at me as the dietitian or frustrated at their mom or like whatever, it's like write a letter to them that you like can write it and then burn it. Mm. Yep. And I was like, I've never thought about doing that in the mindset of a CEO. I like that. Who would you write it to? I guess whoever. So this specific decision yesterday, as we were talking through this, was related to being fearful of getting a negative response when I tell people that I'm raising my prices. And so mm-hmm. it was like, write out the email that you want to send that's like super sassy, where it's like, um, my example was, so how I was playing it out in my head, which like this, I don't think this would happen, but it was basically like, I'm afraid I'm going to send it this email saying I'm raising my hourly rate and I'm going to get an email back. That's like, how dare you? You don't deserve to do this. Like you're not worth that much money, whatever, whatever. And so my business coach was like, what if you wrote an email, like wrote this email, letting people know that you're raising your rates and like include that information in there and like make it like just emotional as all get out. So it's like, I'm raising my rates. And so help me God, if you have a problem with it, you better not respond to this email. (laughs) That's hilarious. I love that. If you have a problem with my rate increases, you can fuck right off. (laughs) Basically. That's basically what was discussed. Incredible. If you're one of my clients getting the email about my rate increases, I would never actually send you that email. You're welcome to disagree with me. I welcome that. But it helps me get over my fear because like, if that's the worst that could happen is someone emailing me back. Like that's also not on me. Like I have to make a living too. Yep. That's damn straight. All right. Number three for me, protect your profit. Revenue doesn't matter if you have no profit, you can have a million dollar revenue company. And if you've spent $999,999 and you have $1 left, mm. That is that is an interesting financial situation, meaning you don't have any profit, and that's a little concerning. And so there may be stages of your business where profit gets a little bit tighter and goes down, but truly, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter how much revenue you have coming in. If you're just spending it all, that's not a sustainable business. Protect your profit. My third one is related to uh, being multi-passionate and having multiple revenue streams. I tend to get into this mindset of because I have, I don't know what I have right now, seven, six revenue streams that I have to be going full force on all six of them all the time. And I got a helpful reminder that 
having multiple different revenue streams means that you are actually just setting up a lot of different levers that you can pull on and off depending on what you need as a business owner time-wise and financially. Oof, I love that. It's such a helpful visual to like, I'm imagining a wall. Well, first of all, I'm imagining Emperor's New Groove, pull the lever (laughs) cronk. Always. Always. (laughs) But I'm imagining a wall of like all the different levers and like it doesn't make sense for all of them to be on because like that drains me. And so I can be more strategic where if I know that I'm going to have like a busy month of travel, maybe I turn the lever for one-on-one design work halfway to only take one client instead of two. And then maybe because I only have the capacity to to do that one-on-one work with one design client, I can then crank the lever up for any passive revenue that I want in order to maintain consistent revenue. I love that. And it's always going to be in a flow. Like nothing settles. It's always moving. And it's very cyclical, very seasonal, very lever pulley-ish. Yep. I'm going to steal that. You're welcome to. Number four for me. You should only work with people you like. The people you work with, it should be an enjoyable experience. Um, That doesn't mean without conflict sometimes because that's being in relationship with humans. But if you feel resentment to somebody on your team or like you had an interview with an assistant you're bringing on and you have not a good feeling in your stomach, that's a no-go. Like really work with people that you like as humans. It's simple. Very important. My fourth and final one is... Once you do something once and launch it, everything will get easier because you already have something that you can copy and paste. I definitely feel like that rings true and makes me think of the accountability club and like, yes, how earlier this year, we just, we launched and we've been figuring it out. And every quarter it's like we fine tune our systems, but we do have, we know how to do it and execute, which feels good. So yes, you just have to rip off the bandaid and do it. Right. And I think this is important, an important reminder because doing new things is really fucking hard and really draining and requires a lot more time, energy, likely resources because you are basically having to like recreate the wheel. Like no one gives you a manual on how to set up a course, a webinar, a group, anything like that in your practice. Like because no one has a business just like yours. So there's definitely some guidance and some insight that you can get from other people, but you're going to have to tailor it specifically to like the systems you're using and how your business functions. And that initial piece of doing everything the first time and having to set up these new systems is going to take a lot, but then you've done it once and it's only going to get easier from there. Hmm. I can speak to that for when you hire your first clinician at a group practice too. That's why the first is always the hardest. And then the dynamic will change when you have two, but the actual onboarding and hiring and all of that, it's just boom, 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 copy paste. I've got one more. If you don't have a hard time in business, you don't have a business. It is so unrealistic to think your business is going to be on an upward trajectory all the time of just growth, 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 growth. And even if it is, maybe your hard time is you're overwhelmed and doing too much and like trying to push push the ceiling. That's definitely been my experience. Business coaching, um, not my experience in group practice. There's been a ton of up and downs. And I feel like weight inclusive innovators is so new. It's like 
there has, we're not super reliant on it and it's in its normal growth phase and it's been consistent and good. And so there's, there's always some kind of hardship that comes with business. And that's part of the beauty of being an entrepreneur and working through that and relying on grit and like, it's an overcoming, it's a challenge. And that is part of business. You can't have all rainbows and butterflies and be, yes, my business is so good. There's a lot of stress and a lot of hardship that comes with it. And that's normal. It's normal. And if your business is all like rainbows, butterflies, and sunshine, you're probably not pushing yourself hard enough mm-hmm. in the kindest way possible. Like yes. some people maybe just want to coast where they're at and and have privilege to do that. But if you're relying on yourself to like support yourself, like you're mm-hmm. going to have to push yourself to uncomfy places. Yeah. You got to be uncomfy and willing to be uncomfy in your biz. Those are our nuggets. Woo! Nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> if you have any nuggets that you've learned over the years or received from somebody mentoring you or coaching you, we'd love to hear it. We love one-liners. We love learning from other people's brains and think it's amazing that you can just pivot your thoughts when something resonates. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast and add us to your queue every week. Please leave us a rating and review and share with a friend to help us reach more weight inclusive business owners who could use support and pep talks. We'll see you next week. Bye.